0: hello and welcome to Twenty Tim minutes a podcast that focuses on mental health in a serious but yet humorous way listen as i interview a wide variety of guests where we show our support as well as sharing our own personal struggles and stories with mental health i am your host tim mccarthy and now it's time to talk about it <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Twenty Tim minutes i am your host tim mccarthy Today I am joined by Lindsay Martin, who is a mental health advocate, women's lifestyle consultant, women's health lobbyist, and founder of the women's lifestyle brand, SheSpace. Lindsay, how are you?
1: I am good, Tim. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on today.
0: Thank you for asking. I'm doing great. You Lindsay is uh spelled correctly, like my wife. So we uh yes. had a brief comment about this. Um, the EY is not the women way, right?
1: It's not. So Lindsay is an Irish name. And, and like hopefully I'm right. I swear. I hope I'm not <laughs> lying. And then, like, some Irish person, yep. especially because you guys are from Boston, they're gonna be like, oh, she's wrong. But it's an Irish name. EY is the male name. And when they started naming Lindsay's females Lindsay, they spelled it AY. So Lindsay and I both have it the correct way.
0: Yes. And my wife's going to be very happy about that because everyone always goes <laughs> Lindsay when they say it. Oh, her.
1: man. The stories I have of like, uh, Miss Lindsay. And I'm like, what is that? Is that? I'm not sure. No, I don't think so.
0: It just looks that way. Now <laughs> it does. Uh, let's explain She Space. Tell me all about that and tell me what the day in the life looks like for you.
1: Yeah, chaos, Um, but good chaos. (laughs) SheSpace is, like you said, it's a women's lifestyle brand. I focus on health, empowerment, and beauty, and it's all to help women believe, receive, and claim all they desire, and so I have an array of things that I offer women to help them with their health, whether that's through nutrition and fitness, whether that's through lifestyle consulting, whether that's through, you know, mindset shifting and understanding like the mind, body, spirit, like it all comes together. I'm a true believer in starting in from like the outside and, or excuse me, from the inside out, that would be not good. (laughs) Let's start on the outside and worry about what you look like. No, what we want to do is worry about the inside and focus on that. Like, we got to get good. We got to get right with ourselves on the inside. So that's the main focus of what I do with helping women with the array of collections I have within SheSpace. And it all started because I was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome. And just one day I woke up and I quit my six-figure oil and gas job to start a business four years ago to help women. And I started lobbying in DC for women's health. Um, and then being diagnosed even pre diagnosis of bipolar disorder, I was already a mental health advocate. Um, and that's for all people. A lot of times people are like, Oh, you only help women. No, if men come to me, I will help them. Right. You know, it just, there's just a big movement for women. I think we're losing our, our feminine side, and we need to find it again. And so, I really just want to help women be able to find that and be able to be happy with themselves and not feel guilty about it.
0: Where can uh, where can everyone find She Space at? What's the best uh, route to? Yeah. Find?
1: So I keep everything my name, so it makes it super easy. Like all of my handles are Lindsay Renee Martin. Okay. Um, so Lindsay spelt the right way. Yeah. A Y. Correct. Correct. Renee is actually spelt the the male way, so they got it all flipped around. Wow. I know, dude. Come I asked on. my mom. I was like, "What happened?" Like when we were doing. She's like, "I don't know. We just yeah. liked it." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." So it's lindsayreneemartin.com. So L I N D S A Y. R E N E and then M A R T I N. Lindsayrdaymartin.com. That's my website, that's my handle on Instagram, that's my handle on Facebook. Those are all the things. Like that's where you can find all the things about She Space.
0: And you can you'll probably find this on the bottom of the show notes too and on the uh, actual video for this on YouTube. So you will be directed perfectly to that. Now to back up a little bit to to get into women's Overall health. um So, you would say it was with the uh, PCOS, the uh, polycystic ovary syndrome. Was that like the driving force behind doing this? Was there any other moments you're like, I'm doing this, I'm getting rid of the, my other job, and I'm going all in?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was the driving force, actually. I'm glad that you said it that way. So, I was diagnosed at about 24. So, about 11, 12 years ago. I don't know how old I am. I'm 35. There we go. So, about what is that, 11 years? I'm not a mathematician, you guys. Same. I'm a woman's health advocate. <laughs> So about 11 years ago, I was diagnosed, but I knew at about 15, something wasn't right because some things were just off with my hormones and everything. Um, But, you know, looking the way I do, being healthy, I was an athlete. A lot of times people just look at you and they go, you're fine. You know, and so you get misdiagnosed or you go undiagnosed. One in eight women have PCOS. 50% of those women don't even know that they have it. Um, it's a hormonal disorder and it can lead to ovarian cancer. It can lead to cervical cancer. It can lead to breast cancer. It can lead to type two diabetes. It can lead to cardiovascular disease. It can lead to um, fatty liver, you know, insulin resistance, inflammation of the body. So a lot of times women suffer with being overweight. They, They suffer from infertility. They suffer from miscarriages, which I've had um you know ovulation issues it's you know and everything starts in the gut but when things are tied to this particular disorder um it's it's very important for women to understand that not only if they have it but how to manage it and it doesn't just have to be just through pills and medication that doctors throw at you so when i was diagnosed i started working with my doctor and i was like listen i don't want to be this person that's on all these pills I want to do it like nutrition, fitness, da, 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 supplements, all these things. And he was like, cool, but I'm going to monitor you. So I did it and I found I was able to manage it. Um, and so then one day, literally I'm driving to work. This is probably like eight years after I had been diagnosed. I hadn't opened up to people that I had it. Uh, I was driving to work and all of a sudden I just felt this like rush through my body. And it was like, you're not doing this anymore. And immediately I could tell God was telling me like, it's time for you to step into your calling it's time for you to step into your purpose. And I had no idea what that was. And I started out with, you know, like the beginning of my company was like fit chick squad, PCOS fit chick. You It was like, I mean, I have literally evolved from so much, So hip. but I was, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it was just like that. So, uh, but that was my main focus, helping women with PCOS. But then I started getting women who were like, well, I don't have PCOS, but can you help me? And then I started getting women that were like, listen, I'm a healthy person, but I see what God's doing in your life. I want what you have. Can you help me? And then all these things just started to fall into place. And then that's how we've gotten to where we are four years later. But it was definitely the driving force. And I started lobbying in D.C. And when I started learning from a political standpoint how much is lacking in funds for women's health in particular and the way our healthcare system works, and the lack of attention that our politicians give to the actual issues that are at hand, it will drive you to be so passionate to get out there and beat the streets at Capitol to tell these people, listen, number one, you work for me. So you're going to listen to what I have to say. Number two, there are millions and millions and millions of women around the world being affected by this and something needs to be done. So it's super important. So I'm super passionate about it.
0: If it was easy to do, everyone would do it. So you got to find what would do you it. like exactly.
1: Yeah, I just got fired up too. I can feel it. I know. I
0: was, it. I was backing up. I was like, I oh, don't know. I know
1: that Cherokee side of me just came out. It's got all red. <laughs> now, what
0: do you present exactly when you go and do that? When uh, you you bring it to to whoever that you got to talk to. Um,
1: Yeah, if you're lucky enough, you get to meet with the actual congressperson or the senator. Um, Otherwise, you meet with the assistant or an assistant or an assistant. And they do relay the messages, (laughs) which you hope that they do. You just present the facts and you present yourself as somebody who not only am I an advocate, I'm also a patient. I'm someone who lives with this. Here's my story. Here's how I was affected by it. Um, you know, Here's how I know all of these people who were affected by it. Here's what's happening in people's lives. And the thing is, it doesn't just affect me. It affects my spouse. It affects my family members. Because with hormonal disorders, you also get mood disorders. And so it can fluctuate. Things. It affects people around you. And then you also are walking around wondering, you know, why is this happening to me? Why do I feel this way? So when you go to present these things, you present the facts, like I stated to you of, mm-hmm. you know, here's what can happen health wise. Here's where the funding needs to be. Here's where it's lacking. Here's where we need your support. And here's why.
0: Now, with the PCOS back up a little bit you said you didn't really want to open up to anybody was there anything specific did you feel judged and how would you explain it to somebody that has no idea what that is can you give like um, a hypothetical like situation that would be easier to explain to somebody that doesn't know like somebody like me Um, yeah you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. Nowadays, I mean, obviously I'm super open about it. I can yep. explain it like that. You know, I'm edu- I'm not the most educated one. I meet other people who are way more educated on it. And I'm like, whoa, I thought I knew what I was talking about. Like you really know what you're talking about. Yep. So now I'm confident enough to explain it to people. So once people ask about it, but pre, you know, opening up about it, um, I think because for a long time I was, I was considered a hypochondriac. Um, you know, because I kept being told nothing was wrong with me, but I kept saying something was wrong with me. Um, and so when I was actually diagnosed and again, you're talking over a decade ago, it still wasn't even talked about then. It wasn't even on the internet. You know, I think there was like one or two people who were actually talking about it 10 years ago. So to try to open up about something that people haven't heard of, you know, they're like, okay. Yeah you know, I'm sorry you have that, you know, that was kind of the reaction. And so you just kept it into yourself. And it was hard to use that as a way to explain your behavior too. Right. You know, so it was just kind of, you kept it to yourself.
0: And how was that on you mentally? It's like dealing with something like that. And then inside you're like, no one gets it. No one, I can't even get yeah. the information on it.
1: Yeah. But. That was brutal. I, you know, I can, uh, I'm literally picturing 24 year old Lindsay in her apartment by herself one time. Uh, This might get a little graphic, but I had a cyst that ruptured and I was alone and it was in the middle of the night. And a lot of times you can be hospitalized for something like that. You need surgery. And I was alone and not to get detailed, but it was, you know, it was not good. It was not a good scene. And I was alone and I remember just crying and I felt empty and I felt alone and I felt like my body was broken and I couldn't understand why me, you know, there was no one else around me that had this. So I figured, what did I do that made this happen? Um, so mentally, yeah, I mean, it just, it, it can break you for sure. Especially when you can't get answers, especially when you can't get things fixed. It's not curable, um, but if you can't even know how to manage it, you just feel broken and lost. And so that it's it's depressing for sure.
0: Yeah, you just feel mm-hmm. like you're losing a constant battle and you're like, this is gonna keep on happening. And you you always, yeah, you're um, your bipolar too, and me and you were bipolar too, and that's I think where we got our connection and we, we relate so much to one another. So let's fast forward to that where you get diagnosed with bipolar too on yeah. top of that, and you're just like, what is happening? Like I'm just getting <sighs> beat up left and right. So talk about a little bit of how you've yeah. been dealing with that and where that where that started.
1: Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. So, you know, I've always had like since about 17, I've been in and out of counseling. And it's like, well, you have clinical depression. Um, you have anxiety, and I'm, you know, I want to be like, you know, no shit. So you know, obviously, and, and just for everybody to know, I normally don't cuss online, but that's I know, and I that told that you to, I wasn't gonna
0: cuss and I have a cuss. I know, yet. I know, and I and did it. I'm the, it, I'm the bad it. one. <laughs> I
1: know, I know, and I did it, but it's kind of it, that is one of those moments. I mean, we're human, and it's like when somebody says something so obvious to you, you just wanna you just wanna say something like yeah. that. But in and out, on and off different medications, things weren't working. There was one medication in particular that made it worse where, I mean, I was, I was done. I was like, I'm committing suicide. I'm out. Like it was so bad. They had to get me off that medication. Fast forward to about 30 and we were planning our wedding. I felt super stressed and I just started spiraling. And it was like the most wild spiral I've ever had in my life. So I get to a psychiatrist and he's like, I'm going to put you on this medication. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he's just and help stabilize you let's just bring you down when I go home and I start researching I'm like this is bipolar medication like uh, did he just diagnose me so I go back to him and I was like you know hey by the way P.S. Yes, by the way just wondering you know he was like did I say I'm diagnosing you with that and in that moment I was like oh, okay I'm officially confused like I don't understand like do I have it do I not have it so in that moment I'm like all right well he's saying I don't have it so then when I started to feel better I got off the meds and I did pretty good for a little while And then Brad and I got pregnant and I had a miscarriage and I spiraled. And so, and I saw another psychiatrist and he was like, well, I don't want to diagnose you because we don't really know what's going on. I'm like, you have all my history, man. Like, what do you, what more do we need? Like there's 35 years of history here. (laughs) Um, So he puts me back on the medication. It works. I start to feel better. I'm like, cool. I can get off of it because I don't have it. And then um, this past November, I out of the blue started a spiral the worst mm. one I've ever had and really started to notice like hypomania stages like sticky notes everywhere all over my office everywhere I mean and I'm thinking I'm like oh dude I'm coming up with all these ideas I'm, I'm gonna break through this is gonna be awesome and then mm-hmm. crash and I crashed for three months and it was the beginning of March And we're in Texas, y'all. So we're, you know, we're full blown open. Everybody's working. We're doing our thing. We're traveling. Okay. So Brad had to travel for work. And I was like, all right, I'm, this is it. I'm done dealing with this. I'm done dealing with all these things I go through. I can be online and be so positive and help so many people. Why the heck can I not help myself?
0: Yeah.
1: I was frustrated. So I was ready to like end it. I was done. Um, and so I was going to commit suicide, had it all planned out. And then the first plan, when I started like really picturing it, I was like, well, that might be messy. Let's not do that. So then I pictured the next plan and I was like, well, that might feel uncomfortable for me if it doesn't work. And then all of a sudden I just felt this rush and it was God. And it was like, I'm not done with you. And I cried the whole time Brad was out of town and I didn't say a word to him And when he came back in town, I told him everything. And he said, we're finding you a doctor right now. And by the grace of God, I found the right psychiatrist who immediately was like, you have type two bipolar and immediately put me on medication and immediately got me into a program and immediately got me into counseling. And I've never in my life just been able to just have a support system that happened so quickly you know, so for the first month, it was great. You and I have had some conversations recently, yep. you know, so like for my first month, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Everything's amazing. Like life's going to be great. And then April hit. And then it was like, now I'm having bad days yeah, and bad moments. And, and it's almost like my brain is suddenly wakening up to things that I didn't realize were going on around me or were happening or my body was ignoring and all of this stuff. And I think I told you this morning, I got, I, I was with a hypnotist this morning and he was explaining the same things. And he was like, your brain after 35 years is going, Oh, Hey, by the way, we actually think this way. Yeah. And your body's feeling this. So you two are freaking out. <laughs> So that's kind of where I'm at.
0: <laughs> and the good thing is, you're going different routes with this. You got therapy, going to hypnotist. Like, you're trying to yeah. find something, and that's what people need to do. Not, not everything's going to work for everybody else, and you're taking those yeah. chances, which isn't easy to do. Um, yeah.
1: It's talked, scary.
0: It's very scary, and it's good to get help and you have those moments of support. But then the realism, the realist, realism, the realist.
1: The we we really look.
0: Yeah, just remix. <laughs> The, like the, the realism behind it all is it's not an easy road and like you can get help, you can get therapy and, but something like a support system is huge. Talking, being open about it. You sharing your story right now is like helping people already. So having that support system is good. Like how was it seeing it when you realize, uh, from your husband's standpoint, because there is that other side of, from not people that have bipolar too, that have to deal with it. And we're like, sorry, Mm. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Sorry about (laughs) you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for Brad, when I, you know, when I'm happy and I look at him, you know, I know that he's like, this is great. When I'm down, I mean, he's holding me, he's hugging me, he's talking me through it. We're having conversation, anything I need. I mean, he's like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like I told him this morning, I said, listen, there's this retreat and I want to go to it. This is how much it costs but they're saying that they may can help me. And he's like, we're doing it, you know, like he's there. But when he's in those moments, when I'm snapping, I'm in a mood, I'm crying. I'm walking around aimlessly. And I'm like, I don't even know what room I'm in right now. Mm -hmm. I probably, my heart breaks when I look at him because I can't imagine what it feels like to be in his shoes, and I know it's not because he's like scared of me. I know it's because he's like, I can't fix this. And what do I do? He feels helpless. And he does exactly what I need him to do, though. He listens, he communicates with me, and then he holds me. And that's what he does. You know, there's some moments when he's like, well, you just got to do this. And I'm like, don't freaking tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing but better
0: other than, than a that. Hug.
1: Right. The hugs. Oh my gosh. The hugs, the just the holding me. The letting me cry when I don't understand why I'm crying. The letting me freak out when I don't know why I'm freaking out. But I think what helps is that I communicate to him. Mm -hmm. I'm crying right now and I don't know why I'm crying.
0: (laughs) No, it's it's the way it is. Yeah, it's how we feel.
1: Yeah, it's how we feel. I'm I'm pissed off right now and I don't know why I'm pissed off. Like you put this plate in the wrong spot in the dishwasher and it just flipped me off and I don't. You know I but I communicate and I apologize. And, and I think that's the biggest key though, is learning how to communicate. And that's relationships and marriage in general. Oh yeah. But especially when you're dealing with mental health, you've got to learn to communicate as uncomfortable as it can be. You have to be able to do it. And I think that that's what helps, but it breaks my heart when I watch him, watch me go through it, you Same. know, cause I want to fix it for him.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to mm-hmm. get bad enough that we do, Take our lives, and it's you yeah. Know, you have to be open, communicated with all that. If you yeah. had to give uh, advice to someone out there, even like twenty-five-year-old Lindsay uh, dealing with something they don't know about, what what would you say to people like that?
1: Mm. Stop drinking. Don't do drugs. That's not going to fix it. And and I've talked to my husband about this. He knows my past. Like I was, I was a party girl. Yeah, and um. You know, I told him, I go, this, the, you know, the reason why we do what we do is because we're just trying to numb ourselves out because we, we can't understand why we're feeling the way that we do. And that would be my biggest advice is don't touch the alcohol, don't touch the drugs and to really just tell somebody. Tell somebody that you can trust is going to listen. And and I look at it the same way. And I know not every listener is going to be a Christian, but I'm going to use a Christian, you know, way of looking at it. Our advice to each other as Christians is when you're going through something or you're in temptation or you're falling into a deep hole, turn to a fellow Christian be yoked with one another, because what happens is when you go to another Christian, they're going to point you to God. They're going to point you to the tools that you need to fix what it is you're going through for your spirit. So when you're somebody who's dealing with mental health and you, even if you don't know somebody else around you that has mental health, go to that person that you can trust the most in your life with anything that you, the most skeleton thing that you have in your closet, who's that person you would go talk to that's the person you go to and you say, this is what is going on with me. I'm confused. I'm scared. I need you to help me get help because I don't know what to do. That's what I would do because that's going to be the person that's going to point you in the right direction versus the person who you normally go out with and party with and all this. And you're like, yeah, man, I just been dealing like this. And they're like, let's go get some beers in, yeah, dude. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That's not the answer, you know, and listen, I, I like, I drink, I like to drink wine at night sometimes, but I had to get to a point where I had to learn, like, I can't drink that way. I can't do that. It just doesn't work with me. And it doesn't, it doesn't work with my medicine for sure. My medicine oh, doesn't yeah. like it. My medicine's like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I like an occasional glass of wine. So I'm not sitting here telling people like, oh my gosh, you have, to. you know, we're all alcoholics. You got to quit drinking. I'm not trying to say that or anything like that. But if I look back at 25-year-old Lindsay, she was making the wrong choices and she was using alcohol and drugs to fix it. And that wasn't the answer. What, what she needed was an advocate.
0: That's great. You gave me goosebumps with everything you said. You should be like a little bit of a motivational speaker. It's like trying to find that other person. Oh, also,
1: it's-, it's, <laughs> it's part of my plan for Space. I have um, within it, I have a bunch of collections and within that is she media and underneath that is she social where you can invite me to speak at your event I can do um, speaking engagements TV segments podcasts you know stuff yeah. like that so it's my goal like my goal is to just work my way up into doing true empowerment championship for people and and being a true advocate in all aspects of life
0: and be sure to show them our interview first and be like hey this oh is my first this is going blog. on
1: my website yeah. This is going on my website for oh, sure I'm so
0: confused like who is this guy
1: um oh they're they, gonna know who you are soon <laughs>
0: fantastic fantastic. and i i like a i like a little glass of pinot grige myself yeah i do a little, yeah and then i do like that little emoji that with with the person's hand like that um, yeah but i yeah I've, I've taken out drinking myself for a bit i haven't drank in a, in a, a long while i just do waters i've been feeling great so i agree with the whole like putting down the drugs putting down the booze yeah. for a little bit i'm not like hey you should be sober it's like Pump the brakes a little bit, maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, some people do have an addiction to some of those things. It's not for me to decide who does or doesn't. Um, and if that's the case, then you need to seek help for that. That's a serious thing. It runs in my family. Um, I have had to come to the realization that, you know, I heavy drinking is not, we, we don't go well together. You know, I can yeah. have a glass of wine and that's fine. But yeah, again, like if I were to go back to 25-year-old Lindsay, I would be like, um, you're, you're hanging out with the wrong people, number one. Number two, you need to find somebody that's really going to listen and be that advocate for you. You know, I think that that's what's most important. Don't be afraid to open up about it. And the thing is for for people now, think 10 years ago, we didn't talk about this stuff. No. You know, so don't be afraid to bring it up. Like if you are dealing with it, if you are feeling it, say it. Don't be afraid of it. And don't let anyone make you feel less than just because you feel the way that you do or because you may have something that they don't have because you don't know what's going on in that other person's life and p.s and by the way no opinion ever kept the light bill on
0: that's good put that on a t-shirt and sell it
1: yeah put that on a sticker and send it to me (laughs) yeah
0: yeah for sure i'll send you keep sending the stickers i need more ideas (laughs) but that's perfect i like that a lot Um, Lindsay, I thank you so much for doing this. I like to end uh, episodes with some good things here. So I asked you to think of three grateful things that are kind of outside the box, the little things in life that you're grateful for. Do you have any on the, on the top of your head?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, the number one is going to be my faith. It's my Lord and savior. It's, he has changed my life. Um, I've always been Christian. I believed in God, uh, but I was not walking in my faith. I was not a practicing Christian for a very long time. And I think because I just didn't know how to, um, and until about seven years ago, you know, I literally fell to my knees at an event and ever since then he has been in my life and he has changed my life and he has, and he still is changing my life. And listen, you guys, I still screw up to this day. I make mistakes. I'm a sinful person. I'm not perfect, but he's still within me. That's my number one. My number two is my husband. Um, I don't know what I would do without him.
0: Yeah. Spouses are where it's at. You need that support system. So that's great. Brad's awesome. He seems.
1: He's amazing. And he's so patient and he's so kind. Um, He can be a little bit of a butt.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I can be too. You know that for sure. Um, And then honestly, having a calling, I'm grateful for that. Being chosen to do what I do. That's another thing that I'm grateful for. You know, it's it's not the stuff. You know, I know people can look at the background and be like, oh, she has all this stuff. And you probably would think, I'd be like, I'm so grateful for my purse and I'm grateful. Mm. That stuff's cool. It's great to have, but it's the opportunity to have a calling. And and I'm so grateful for that. You know, it's just amazing because it's not only changing my life, it's changing other people's lives. And I'm here to serve.
0: That's awesome. I like that about mm-hmm. you. And I can see that in you that you're going to do great things. I don't know, something about you. I'm like, she's going on the right path and like you said that it happened for a reason. And look at us. We we met. We're like the five-color siblings. Like now <laughs> He's my brother alive. from
1: another mother. We yeah. have matching tattoos yeah. now, you guys.
0: Oh, yeah, we, I'll put that up too. We got you got to send me a photo of that. I'll okay, I'll that send you a too. photo. All right, before you go, uh what would be your theme song? You're coming out to like a like a main arena. Like, what yeah. are they playing when you're coming out?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I had it up because I keep, I always forget her name for some reason, but I love this song. Um, Hold on, let me pull it up and i will just tell you.
0: All right, all right.
1: All right, all right. You're just
0: coming out, like, boom, crowd goes nuts. Lindsay Miles Yeah, out there. What are we hearing?
1: Fight Song by Rachel Platten.
0: Okay, I know that one. This is yeah. my,
1: fight
0: my fight song. I don't know the lyrics, but I know exactly. That's a great one. That's a great I love it. Like, that
1: song is so good.
0: So when you go to a motivational speaking event, you just come out with the mic, like you do an eight mile and you come out to that song. You're like, who wants to get motivated? Right,
1: right. That or bossy, which gets a little bit more rappy. Um, I'll say, you know, I like that one too. So I like a little mixture. I listen to Christian, you know, I listen to like this pop stuff and I listen to hip hop and like, I listen to a mix of things for sure. So anything that's like female, and it's about leveling up and it's about overcoming and conquering and being a boss. Like those are the types of songs, but fight song. Oh my gosh. When I put that on, it just gets me going. But then I could send you a list of like all these Christian sh- songs that like literally get me motivated. Have you ever heard of raise a hallelujah?
0: Raise a hallelujah. No, I have not.
1: By Bethel music. That would be another one.
0: Okay. Okay. You That's send another me that one. one. I'll look it up. Oh,
1: so good. So good. Yeah. Uh-
0: Lindsay, thank you so much uh, you're welcome check out Lindsay renee martin right on yes. uh, all the social media handles with she space um yes. again Lindsay, thank you so much for this i love you so much i'm so glad we became friends and I, I wish nothing but the best for you
1: yes thank you so much for having me on i feel honored to be a part of this my first podcast this is yeah. amazing this is blast i love you you literally are a brother from another mother And I'm just so glad that we've become friends and have been connected and you have no idea what you help do for me too, uh, whenever I have my moments. And so I just appreciate you.
0: I appreciate you too. You can always reach out and we can always chat and uh, make fun of things together. Like we usually do.
1: Yeah. I like Um, to do that.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Lindsay. Have a good one.
1: All right. Thanks so much. You too.